0: welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to see between me and another comedian about religion and comedy. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless. And for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. All right. Hey, nerds. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Disorganized Religion. I am your host, Seth Lawrence, as always. And this episode, I am joined by not one, but two Two fantastic comics, Drew Schaefer and Aurora Singh. Woo! Thank you both so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us. We're excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Good. I'm excited too. I admittedly do not know you as well, Drew. I knew I know Aurora through Travis, uh Travis Grossi. <laughs> <laughs> uh through Travis, but I, I have not yet really got to uh you know i haven't had the pleasure of booking drew on any of the shows that i've done in the past um so i'm excited to get to know you a little bit better through this experience uh and aurora i don't really know obviously personally i know her comedy a little bit better because she came and performed at one of the one of the cleanup shows that i that i was doing back in the before times Ugh, so this yeah. is going to be fun for me to get That to was know back both in
2: 2019 you. that's so yeah. weird yeah.
0: I know, forever ago. How long How long has this last year felt for both of you?
2: Um, as newlyweds, as comedians, uh, yeah, just terribly long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot what comedy is. Like, I literally, <laughs> I watch comedy now, and I'm like, is that what you're supposed to do? I don't yeah. remember.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's, my gosh. It's been the longest year of my life.
0: Yeah. When did you two get married? Did you get married right before the pandemic or during the pandemic? Yeah.
2: February 16th, 2020.
0: So <laughs> honeymoon, was there a honeymoon?
2: Yeah. So we were plan. yeah, we went on a two week honeymoon. Okay. Um, we were planning on going on a short mini moon and then booking a trip, like a bigger trip later because the wedding was a lot of money, like, you know, weddings and honeymoons, all that stuff is a lot. So we're like, Oh, let's spread it out. And then eventually I, I was like, let's just do it all at one time. Thank God. I, I decided yeah. to just say, let's do it all together back to back because we got when our last day that we were in Ireland was, um, or the second to last day we were in Ireland was the day Italy had seven deaths of COVID and shut down and Italy shut down. And yeah. so we got back and it was literally a week later and the school district shut down like everything. I was like, I'm so happy we got it in. Like, I feel terrible. People are dying,
1: but <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we had friends who right. had weddings like planned in the middle of the pandemic, and they all lost deposits or had to go from 200 people to. Or a they're backyard. not
0: together
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, really? Have they? You you know people who have called off weddings.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: I mean, what a blessing this yeah. then has been. Yeah right
1: yeah yeah we've been stuck together so it's like even if i wanted to stray it's like where would i go
0: <laughs> yeah
1: there's nowhere to go same,
0: same yeah yeah well and it's like if i'm gonna risk my life or the life of of old elderly loved ones to get out of this it's definitely not where i should be yeah exactly so holy smokes <laughs> february of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. guys got married we, oh, were, we were the last like, big event, yeah.
1: Yeah, we were yeah, the last it's big
0: almost event like for everybody. God, almost like God cast judgment on your union.
2: <laughs> 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 we're so sorry. We actually want to come out with a public apology to everybody um, for getting married because clearly this pandemic is about us and our yeah. union, and yeah. we're well, the reason it happened.
0: I think you should be the next couple that Oprah interviews. To be honest,
1: I mean it's like <laughs> similar pretty, vibes, yeah, yeah. Similar, yeah. Similar right? situation, yeah. yeah. I don't talk to some of my family anymore <laughs> because of how Is they treated like, her. So are they, yeah. are they
0: are they worried about how brown your kids are going to be?
2: Without saying it, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, we are. Oh my god, stop! You're are like Oprah, and yeah. we are literally like, like yeah. Without saying it, you know, you can draw yeah. the conclusions.
0: Yeah. I, I love that this interview is almost the polar opposite of the <laughs> Oprah and Royals interview. <laughs> you know, one is like the, the pinnacle of femininity. I am far from the pinnacle of masculinity. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. So how long had you two known each other before getting married? Uh, we uh, met in
1: 2014. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah wow. five and a half years before we got married so yeah that's it that's it <laughs> i
2: thought it was six and a half no are you sure
1: it's six and a half now
2: no six and a half
1: she's not good at math, <laughs> the, oh, the math
0: no and- it was
2: five and a half yeah. he's right yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious well, Yeah, five good.
2: and a half years and uh yeah. yeah
0: it's a long and time were you both doing comedy doing stand-up by the time you'd met each other or when had you each started doing stand-up
2: so drew started a year before i did
0: Mm.
2: and the the story goes like this (laughs) uh i went to go i I wasn't doing stand-up really in entertainment never did it met a comedian who i thought was super hot Uh, i was like totally into him and he and i was like oh my god like how do you get started in this like it just seems like so much fun like i'm just trying to bone you know like that's (laughs) sure And that was Travis.
0: That was (laughs) Travis. And then I was
1: like, oh, no, he's gay. Yikes. (laughs) I just love that I met Travis. And my first thought was, why is this guy flirting with Aurora? Like, I was so (laughs) jealous because I didn't right away. Like, He just seems so charming. And he
2: told me that. And I was like, Drew, Travis loves dick. Like, he (laughs) is so gay. And that's what Travis told me. I didn't, I was like, no, this is, he's a gay man. Like, you have nothing more about. But no, I met met this hot comedian. And then I went to an open mic that he invited me to. And then I met Drew there.
1: (laughs) Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Plot twist.
1: Yeah. She settled for me. She went from hot comedian who was like, one of the most influential tiktokers when it first came out oh. and now yeah, she's he's with doing me pretty well he's yeah. doing
0: pretty well yeah. yeah interesting uh i mean but but drew is funnier clearly um
2: they're funny in different ways yeah yeah we're funny in different ways yeah um they're funny
0: all right uh we need, to, we need to change topic uh change topic very quickly uh so your brown kids are you excited or uh how do you feel
2: i'm so ready to have kids
1: uh, Aurora needs to wait. Like she's like I'm just bored <laughs> and need a job.
2: That's what it yeah. is.
0: Or a pet? Do you have any pets? Something Yeah, we have replace... a pet. You have a pet, and it's not good enough. It's I' not filling the void. I agree. I mean, people who talk about their pets as kids, I think should stab themselves. It's not. I mean, we do. See he's our son, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> well, I would. <laughs> you should stab yourself. <laughs> 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 what kind me, of though. pet do you have? A dog?
2: Yeah, little well, Chihuahua.
0: Oh, adorable!
2: Is this a moment where we bring him on because we can? If you want,
0: okay. If you want, let's <laughs> let's meet him. Let's meet the chihuahua.
1: It's the ultimate Zoom call thing. Is somebody yeah. brings their pet out at some point? Oh,
0: perfect. I hope no one oh,
1: noticed that I wasn't wearing cute. a bra. <laughs> oh, good boy. Look,
0: look how does. cute he is.
2: Look at this is Taz. Oh,
0: Taz. He's
2: like, he's like fourteen years old. Oh wow! And he was taking a little nap when I interrupted.
0: <laughs> he does not look pleased. <laughs> no. Uh-huh.
2: I got him from a pound because um, he was the only dog not barking and he looked scared. And I was like, oh, my God, same. And so I took him. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: how I feel. On yeah. the oh, that's adorable. All right. So Drew, So so Taz came with aurora essentially yes it was a package deal you, yes. you started dating a single mom is what you did
1: yeah i mean so the thing like the thing that really <laughs> drew my attention to aurora was she told this joke about how when taz poops he always turns to make direct eye contact no matter where she's standing wow it's and a then she,
2: sweet like intimate moment yeah. that only him and i <laughs> ever sure. shared
1: so yeah sure and then she dropped the mic between her legs very slowly like a soft serve ice cream machine and i was like I'm into this girl because she committed,
0: <laughs> and yeah. Oh, as mimicking the poop is what yeah, as right.
1: mimicking the poop. She was like, "Yeah," and this is how he poops. And I was like, "Wow!"
2: And then I pretend like the the cord of the mic is um, a hair that he ate, and it's like now <laughs> oh. swinging.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, she committed that's to the bed. graphic.
2: So ladies, yeah. if you guys want some tips on how to get a man and get married and lock him down, <laughs> all you gotta do is just commit to being funny. Yeah. And don't right. don't half ass a joke. If you're gonna yeah. tell a joke, tell a joke.
0: Yeah. Right. Clearly. Right. Clearly. Clearly. Now, <laughs> how for those who have not seen either of you perform, how would you each describe Let's maybe have you each describe the other's comedy. I find it a little bit difficult to, to describe like my own.
2: <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Like this I'm be scared. Be fine.
0: <laughs> so, so Drew, you said, you know, you were drawn to Aurora's sort of physicality and her yeah. jokes. Um, how else would you describe her comedy for those who have not seen Aurora perform?
2: Also, that was my first set ever that he's yeah. saying he's talking yeah. about. So that was. Uh, I guess six and a half years ago yeah. that I did wow. that. So yeah. What is it now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what yeah,
0: is it what's, the same? What's, your, I don't... what's her comedy become?
1: Um. So Aurora is like a storyteller. So she has all these stories from her life. She's led a very interesting, unique life and she can tell it in a relatable, charismatic way. Like she's not going out of her way to make like a silly punchline. She's not making puns. She's just... Telling her life story in such a funny, engaging way that you're like, I'm along for the ride. Where's this gonna go? Okay, this is right. hilarious.
0: Right. Oh gosh, right. that's good. I mean, that makes and, and me from, sound good. For that, for that though, for that level of incorporating what you have to work with on stage, for a first set to be incorporating the mic in in an act out, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty advanced stuff. I I struggle figuring out how can I use the (laughs) mic stand in a way that's not a mic stand or a phallus, right? What is a clever way to do it? So props. (laughs) I I totally understand why Drew was drawn to you. Thank Uh, you. All right, Aurora. It's your turn. How how would you describe Drew's comedy?
2: When Drew is completely himself on stage, 100% himself, he huh? is very quirky, nerdy, but very like overly confident in his unsureness and his awkwardness. Like he's like very, cause he's a very intelligent person, yeah. but he's really not street smart and doesn't really get like social cues. Like he's, he's like kind of distant when it comes to like social cues and like social norms, Uh So he's so awkward, but he's so confident in his facts. So the two and two just melt together on stage in this hilarious, like confidently awkward comedian who has clever jokes. They're super witty, but they're said with like a smile on his face at all times. So you can't help but laugh and like enjoy yourself when you're watching him.
0: I love that. That's great. The the (laughs) other thing that I love is you immediately started with a bit of a veiled, a a bit of a veiled criticism so what (laughs) what what prevents drew from being himself how do you know he's not being himself on stage
2: because sometimes okay so drew will um overthink things a lot like all the time and sometimes when we have sets with like really big names or like heavy hit hitting comedians or if he hasn't done it in a while he'll be like okay how do I be funny okay punchline witty this is a joke this yeah. is a joke this is a joke <laughs> but then the times where Drew is miserable and he's like fuck it all I'm gonna go up there like nothing matters I'm quitting after this set I don't I don't care he'll go up there and he's so himself that it's just like there. there's nothing holding him back so he's just like funny and he's not trying He's like you know? himself, because one of the things that drew me to Drew, drew me to Drew, <laughs> funny, um, was that he's like very funny and like witty and creative and, and awkward on his own. So when he's angry and he goes up on stage, it's like perfect.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. So what motivates that for, you You know, on the inside, Drew, as, mm-hmm. as part of the, the creator of your own comedy, what, what do you, I guess really the question is for both of you, we'll transition over to Aurora in a second because we all try to find our voice on stage. So yeah. I yeah. feel like what we're talking about is Drew actually tapping into that voice, which, you know, I think we all sort of struggle with from time to time. Totally. Uh, so what gets you into that zone? What gets you into that apparently miserable, just perfect place for the yeah. Drew comedy? <laughs> yeah. That's...
1: Yeah. What does, what does it? Because it's interesting. Cause like my perspective on it is that I grew up so sheltered, like, my mom extremely agoraphobic stay home never go outside never hang out with friends like so i yeah. don't know any social stuff so i'll like
2: super religious so she he, super so religious. he was like just with all church kids all the time praising praising the lord yeah
0: i mean that's so like, beautiful yeah
1: yeah it was it was very awkward cuz now like trying to be a cool grown up and like trying to be a comedian <laughs> where everybody does drugs and like partied sure. like i didn't party till my so we
2: met no, just yeah, my
1: super senior year my super senior year in college
2: yeah so basically right before uh, we met
1: yeah so like I' just I miss everything where like I did a show on New Year's Day and it was like there was this situation where a guy parked in the wrong spot he was blocking somebody's driveway and it was this whole big thing and I was just sort of like oh so you're the guy who parked in somebody's driveway and he's like yeah and I was like oh that's cool and I was like ready to just like, move on. Did just, you like, just respect-
2: like he doesn't understand
0: like the social like yeah it's like oh you're kind of a jerk
1: yeah Yeah. like yeah my crowd work is just awkward like not knowing how to interact with other humans and trying for a split second and then something weird will happen and so it's the same when i get like in a zone where i'm like i'm very angry i'm gonna start talking about it oh people are laughing why are they laughing at my anger this makes me more angry and then it just goes crazy
0: yeah it's like it's like really your voice is the guy that is trying to communicate sincerely but no one takes seriously and that drives you crazy and I
1: I think it's the overbite too because like everybody's (laughs) like oh you smile all the time I'm like no it's just my teeth I just can't
0: (laughs) interesting
1: (laughs) so I'm like trying to be angry and it looks like this so people are like oh he's
0: silly he's not actually angry." adorable I mean isn't that adorable It is adorable. And some of it might be this religious background. I don't feel like I can be quite as, you know, sinister or blue and be believable as that either. So it might just be, you know, that those are kind of the cards we're dealt. Which
2: I think that's like, because I grew up super religious too. And I just was talking to another comedian the other day and they were like, oh, do you have a clean set? And I was like, you know, I actually don't really like curse (laughs) because they asked me if I cursed in my set. And I was like, I don't know, I don't really curse. And I think that's from my religious background because I'm just like yeah. scared to do it in front of a lot of people. I'll do it every once in a while, but yeah, it's just different. Like there's yeah. some things that just hold you back still on stage, but I think that it could it's kind of a superpower because if you are a little bit more clean and you're just like clever and funny or like completely yourself, then you get more shows and get more opportunities because you're not just going out there being like my dick is huge (laughs) because that's how i started in comedy by being like my dick is huge and then someone was like go a little deeper and i was like all right i'll try better
0: of course yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i think there is a lot of versatility i kind of look at being a clean comic or trying to work on clean material versus just being you know dirty or un, you know unfiltered uh it's sort of like the light side and the dark side of the force yeah one you might excel really quickly into the club scene and the other takes some time but ultimately more powerful.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that was good. That's I was actually sort of thinking about that, that today wise. too. I was thinking about that because I was like, I'm a clean comedian and I like I get this like weird feeling at open mics where the comedians are so blue. I'm like, you're you're pigeonholing yourself. You'll never be able to work at clubs. And I'm like, mm. well, I'm not really working at clubs either. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, they might actually pass me. They might get there first.
0: I mean, they might, but you know, they're not going to be the ones that get corporate gigs and people kind of poo-poo corporate gigs. But as far as, you know, making money, that's really the best way to go. Corporate cruises.
2: If you're trying to to quit your day job to be a comedian, like you want those. That's how you do it. You can make so much money
0: from it. So what do you think? Do you think it's easier to... I mean, I don't know. I guess this is a loaded question. So I'll just say what I think about it. I feel like you can always work bluer, but it's a lot more difficult to edit on stage in a clean scenario. You know what I mean? If you're used to working blue, it's you ingrain certain jokes and it becomes difficult to be like, oh, I actually should tell that one in a different way. Instead oh, to of to like change fired. it from yeah. blue
1: to, yeah.
0: Right, I, right.
1: Yeah. I know. I, I agree with that. I did a, a gig at a Relay for Life I don't know if you've ever heard of that it's I basically
0: mean, I, I can kind of put together what that means but I have not heard of that okay no.
1: yeah so it's the American Cancer Society it's basically because yeah, you can tell the Relay right, for Life
0: right. yep. uh, descriptive people... <laughs> if you're if you like so Relay for Life it's where people skydive <laughs> <laughs> I would feel like oh, I have never heard of that what is that <laughs>
1: Huh. So yeah, 24 hour event. You walk around a track all night. You raise money different ways, and it all goes yeah. to American Cancer Society. So one of my like maybe two or three years into doing stand up comedy, the person who put it together was like, Drew, you do stand up comedy? Do you want to do a spot at 2 a.m.? And I was like, 2 a.m. Perfect. All the kids will be asleep. Sweet. And literally. Or, orderly- up or up again. <laughs> I didn't. Th- yeah. I didn't even think about it. So yeah, she's like, "Okay, now Drew's gonna take the stage." And then she literally is like, "And kids, come up front because we're about to do the costume contest." So she sets all the kids in costumes <laughs> right in front of me. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah, it's a
2: party wow. out there trying to save yeah. cancer. They're like, "No one sleeps." Yeah, cancer doesn't sleep, so yeah. neither do we.
1: Yeah, and it was the <laughs> I worst. I just made set. that up, but that was, that was really good. You should use that. Them. Is really, should that them
0: should them be their tagline?
2: Yeah. But that was great. That was, okay. a, that
0: was amazing. <laughs> I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, that was a bad set. That's that, <laughs> Yeah, the, that's tough. I just basically, it was like all setups. Like I would start telling the joke and then realize it was going to end with, in like a innuendo or like a <laughs> sex joke. And like pretty much every joke was just set up. Uh, oh yeah, there's kids here. And so it was just miserable right. for 10 right. minutes, I think. It was just all setups and like two jokes.
0: Ugh. Yeah, but I mean, they should have warned you. You know, That's, I mean, at least I guess now, town. you know, every time just feel like, okay, will there be kids aware yeah. and present?
2: Yeah. yeah. I also feel like if it's a normal show and then you show up and they're like at comedy club or something, they're like, oh, it needs to be PG. I would be like, but it's a comedy show. Like they should just know that they're bringing their kids to a comedy show. Obviously right. I'm going to respect the rules, but I'm like, right. uh, I'm still going to, if, If the kids aren't going to get the sexual innuendos, I'm going to say them. Yeah, sure.
3: Because we'll go right over their head, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. They're not going to know. And if they do know, if they learn, good for them.
0: (laughs) Right? Why not? Why not have education at two (laughs) a.m.? There's nothing like a forced sex ed class at two a.m. in a costume.
2: They could use it
0: out there, honestly. Yeah, they
2: really could. It's a good place,
0: (laughs) right? Oh, no, it's true. I mean, they're already learning about cancer. If they're going to learn about death, they might as well learn about life. There you go.
2: That's
1: actually, yeah, that's true.
2: That's another good, That's a, they should be using these. Like, <laughs> they sh- yeah. We should
0: send it. Drew, send this episode to them. Yeah. Here's some marketing <laughs> on the house.
2: <laughs> Not on the house. It's a pandemic. I need to check. Thank you.
0: <laughs> ah, we'll take any form. PayPal, yep. Venmo. Thank uh, you. What about for you, Aurora? What What has been kind of your you know, your cataclysmic moment or what mindset do you need to get into to be, to be your funny persona self on stage?
2: Um, God, I have no idea. I feel like I just, I don't know. I've never thought about that because I feel like I go on stage and I am pretty much myself like all the time now. Like I, I haven't really had that moment on stage in the past couple of years where I've like been on stage and felt uncomfortable or awkward or out of my head
3: mm.
2: or like in my head in a bad way, I guess. Right. I guess I right. just need a microphone and some lights
0: and an audience. Uh, one or I two mean,
2: an listen. audience would be great, but, you know, but you know how it is. <laughs> sometimes. It's
0: yeah. Yes, I do. I do know how it is. Uh, that's great. That's great, sweet. Yeah. So, so what drew both of you to comedy? Why, why stand up for each of you?
2: Um, well, mine was a hot guy.
0: Right. Mine oh, too. yes, that's right. Yeah. So, did you go? <laughs> did you go to this open mic? knowing this guy was a comic and that you wanted to do a set to impress him that yes. that was the plan from day one
2: absolutely yeah wow. so i've been a fan of comedy always like my first when i turned 18 one of the first things i wanted to do was go to a comedy show on my own at the sacramento Punchline, and wow. i saw joe coy and i just was like a huge fan of him before and i saw he was coming through town so i was like yep yeah. doing that a month after my 18th birthday got tickets i was super excited So I'd always been a fan, and then I've always wanted to be in entertainment, but my mom is an immigrant, so there's no way you can be happy or successful if you do anything else but be a doctor, a lawyer, or a teacher. So I was never allowed to pursue it, but this, so when I met this hot comedian, I was forced to go to his show, and I was graduating college really, really soon, and I was like, okay, well, it's a stage and a microphone, and it's entertaining, so like... And he's hot, it doesn't hurt to just go do it. I mean, I'm almost done with college. And like, if something, for some reason this pops, you know, like, I don't know if this is anybody else. I feel like this is a lot of people. They were like, I'm going to get on stage and then someone's going to see me.
0: (laughs) I mean, I still think that. I'm still hoping for that day.
2: I am too, but like for, you know, when you're you're so hopeful in the beginning, you're like, "This is sure. it!" Like I'm going to go. It's going to be like a movie. They're going to be like, "Listen to this," and it's going <laughs> to like they're going to listen to my poop joke about my chihuahua, and they're going to be like, "Get her on Netflix." This is crazy that she's not. So right. I thought, right. you know, I was like, "I'm almost done with college. If something pops off, then this is a good time."
0: <laughs> and and what were you studying in college? Were you doing pre med, pre law? What were you doing?
2: I was pre-med yeah, I was yeah. Pre-med. Nice. and I nice. graduated with that but like ugh, it's community health sciences but I'm just like I still have, I don't even use my degree right now like I don't sure. know what I'm doing of course <laughs> sure. but Mommy that's how knows. I got into it and that's why yeah. I I loved it and I hit the, when I when I hit the stage the first time I felt really comfortable and I like just wanted to keep doing it and then I was asked to do some shows and I just it kind of just went from there yeah what about you um, cool.
1: Uh, yeah, what about you, Drew? Mine's <laughs> such a long story. I'll, I'll try to shorten it. I was, I was thinking the whole time. Um, so <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for going that's first. That's great. That's great. Um, so I tried out for the third grade talent show. Oh, wow. This comedian. is a
2: long story. Yeah. You were 30 years old. Let's third speed it up. Grade
1: third grade right. I remember trying out I was the only kid they didn't let into the actual talent show they had like the tryouts and then I was literally the only one who got cut I was like what why did we have tryouts? stand-up I was doing stand-up oh, God. and like That's
0: I so was just bad. yeah I they looking back you the jokes, from a yeah. third grade talent show
1: yeah and <sighs> the winners did a dance to NSYNC's bye 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 so like the level wow. there was no kids like Doing grand piano playing, it was literally like lip syncing, dancing. But I did stand up comedy. They said no, and then I just continued the rest of my life. I ignored their advice and kept being. I feel the like funny that's kid. like a,
2: a glimpse into our f- future with our children. <laughs> yeah, of
1: and course I gotta t- it is.
2: And if I, I gotta tell you, if we have kids in the future and they want to do stand up, I'm gonna smack them in the face and I'm gonna go, "Don't you dare! Don't really you dare! You try. don't want them
0: doing stand up? Why not?
2: Oh, it's so hard. It's It's such a long road and there's so many ups and downs. I just want them to have stability and find something like, I just want them to have a regular paycheck and then, you know, live to go out on the weekends, like just live a normal life. I
0: mean, I feel like you're your mom right now.
2: I know. (laughs)
1: Wow. Something
2: I've come to terms
0: with. I literally
1: told her that earlier and she was like, don't ever say that. I was like, it's twice in one day.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean but okay so i want to i want to hear the rest of drew's yeah, story yeah. and then i want to circle back to this idea of people in career paths that they <laughs> hate apparently i mean you can leave at yeah. any time aurora anyway yeah, all, right, <laughs> all right true all right true so why why else why else
1: so yeah i just was like the theater kid went to nationals and debate like anything that i could be being funny doing i was and then um The sad part of the story, if there's sad music, play it on your phones, everybody. Um, My brother actually passed away from cancer. That's why I do the Relay for Life. And he had like a bucket list. And one of them was like a poker night thing. And we went to a casino in Reno. We were doing the poker night. And then one of my buddies was like, hey, I got to go. I actually, there's an open mic comedy show I'm going to. And I was like, I'm going to do that next week. And oh, I just okay.
0: I, I thought you were going to be was like, i your brother's
2: actually checklist, right? Or by it was list. sort of, yeah.
1: Like my brother was always funny. I was always funny. And so like, he yeah. was like a very like one-liner pun type person. And they
2: wrote a couple jokes together. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. no kidding. Wow. Yeah, you forgot
2: the best part of the story. I,
1: I always, <laughs> think I don't know which parts are the best. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good part. Yeah. So that he, a good part. he got to come to the first one, but he was like super weak. We like basically radiation, chemo, all the stuff yeah. like stopped working So he came to the first one, but he was so tired. It was one of those like starts at 10.30 p.m., goes to 1 a.m. So he was like asleep, but he got to see my first time. And then after that, he passed away like two weeks later. So,
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And it just... You know how, like, comedians are damaged people? I think it was just, like, the wrong timing. Like, the radioactive spider biting me. It was just like, well, he died because my comedy. I got to keep doing it. Or (laughs) something weird.
0: You killed your first time up. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. And so it just, it's been, I I, like, I keep trying to quit. And I think that's why it's when I'm best. Because I'm like, I'm going to quit. And then I have an amazing set. Because I'm like, it's my brother, like, reminding me, like, dude, you got to keep doing this.
0: So Yeah, it's a very sweet thought maybe so both Ooh, it's of so you are pure. Like...
2: it's like a pure the purest little <laughs> yeah. soul in in this one just like the purest <laughs> little white teeth white yep. soul
0: yeah it's great you guys both have great teeth great oh, smiles thank you, thank you. beautiful uh, okay so now i want to circle back because both of you now <laughs> sort of alluded to this like i want out aspect of stand-up So kind of a two, you know, first of all, I'll just say when I did law school, talking to any person who was a lawyer, their first knee jerk reaction was don't do it. And I always thought, then retire, like get out of the way, because I would like to. And you people are preventing me from doing it, right? Like you're taking up a job that you clearly don't want. So, So I'll just leave that there. You know, take with, take it for what it's worth. Uh, But the other question is what keeps you going? I mean, now granted, Drew has this sort of supernatural uh, divine inspiration that keeps him going, which I think is beautiful. And I wholeheartedly believe in, by the way. Uh, Aurora, what keeps you coming back? Why, why, why? (laughs) Just go be a doctor. (laughs) Um, First of all,
2: I love comedy and I love entertainment and I truly believe that I'm really good at it um even though I'm, I know I'm not the best but I like I think I'm good and sure I know that when I'm up on stage I'm making at least one person feel better like there's no way one person doesn't feel I, mean, I am hilarious so probably yeah. like seven people at least yeah yeah
0: right um, right like the whole crowd
2: probably all seven yeah. of them all seven of them. Yeah. The crowds that I'm selling out usually is around seven or eight. So.
0: Right. Right.
2: Um, but no, I, so I love stand up. It's just a lot of ups and downs. And yeah. one thing I also love is like money and traveling and like living a decent life. And it's sure. really, I just spit a little bit. That's
1: fine. That's okay. <laughs> We're in the same quarantine.
2: I've been vaccinated. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, I, it's. I guess it just like, because I love it, it keeps me going when I like have people reach out to me and they're like, you made me smile today. And, or last night I was having a bad week and tonight you made me laugh or you are my favorite comedian on the show. Then that part is like the competitiveness, you know, all the highs keep me going from all the lows basically. And, uh, I just honestly don't really feel even though I'm like educated and I have opportunities and I could get like a solid job if I wanted to none of that motivates me or makes me as happy or makes me as fulfilled as being on stage yeah and so that so even when it sucks like even when I'm like at the lowest of the low in comedy I just think about how good it feels when it actually works out so it's kind right. of like an it's kind of like an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, Where I'm like it's, he's it's so an sweet. Yeah. yeah, he's so sweet. He brought me flowers after he punched me in the mouth. You know, like that <laughs> right. was so thoughtful. He really
0: cares. He yeah. cares. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you don't know him. You don't know him the way I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, no, wholeheartedly. So okay. So if if your daughter or son comes to you and it's like, I want to do stand-up because it fulfills me you're still gonna be like you're an idiot go go do <laughs> I'm gonna something be else. like you were just
2: around it too much from your from right me and your dad like just explore your <laughs> options just We've, make sure yeah. you make sure your you're feelings ready aren't for real
3: it. right yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they're yeah. invalid if anything right. okay depends on what age if they're like older I and they've like thought about it and they've seen it and they've been around it okay but if they're yeah. like you know 10 13 maybe even 14 I'd be like you need to you need to try more things yeah yeah I would say yeah, that well, for fair. anything I would say that for anything in life like anything sure. that they're like I'm obsessed with I'd be like just wait just wait just <laughs> wait just
0: just <laughs> give it some time you might yeah. stop liking bb mac it'll be exactly okay. <laughs> like when
2: I was 13 I was obsessed with butterfly hair clips like
0: oh sure give it some
2: time give it some
0: time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I don't want uh, yeah
1: I don't want our kid to come up and be like I want to be a stand-up comedian because I'll be like you're not gonna be funny. You're you come from a, a good house. Like we didn't damage <laughs> I you. I know. <laughs> the other
2: thing is that we're gonna be such good parents. Like, how are we gonna be able to build a personality in someone?
0: Yeah when right. they have
2: like so much love in the house. It's
0: not gonna yeah. work. Well, I mean, if you both achieve the success dreams you want, you won't be around very often. So oh, there you go. True.
1: Oh thank you. Thank you. That okay, makes me feel that's better, good that's actually. Yeah. Whew, yeah.
2: I feel so much better. Yeah. We're gonna neglect so, our kids. That's what's gonna do yeah. Okay, good. Good, good, good. so
0: there it's all a, a nice cycle it's a cycle of stand-up success really here we go yes. I'm so, so, excited. so you're not going to be the parents taking your kids to an open mic when they're 10 to do jokes
2: unless i have to
0: <laughs> for your own stage time
2: yeah i hope i yeah
0: yeah <laughs> listen this is a package deal okay yeah. if you like the kid i'm doing the open i'm, I'm opening for 15 do you understand yeah. <laughs>
1: Exactly, it's, it's so funny. We actually at the comedy club I worked at had like a ten year old kid, but it was just his dad writing all of his jokes oh, for him. Yes. And I was like,
2: yeah,
1: I was like, when yeah. I tried that in third grade, they were all my jokes. That's why I right. didn't make it into the talent <laughs> right. show.
2: I
0: wish I love that you did so get much. Into it. I, I wish love that- so much that Drew's issue is that this kid is a hack. Yeah, <laughs> that's what was he's so- mad about
1: like he would memorize it and his mom would be like rehearsing it backstage with him and uh, then like he would go out on stage and like mess it up because it's like nope 10 year old he's 10 that yeah he's right, ten in right. A suit. okay
0: well yeah. now did you watch i don't know if you guys were like america's got talent fans there was a kid yeah. that was on there i think a couple of years ago who mm-hmm. like roasted judges i do remember how did you that feel maybe. about that i felt oh, like
2: i do remember that he definitely didn't write those
0: that's kind of what I thought too. I don't yeah. think he no. wrote that, no. But no. Good, performer, good performer, good
2: performer. Yeah. Smart parents. That's yeah. what I think it is. It's like, I, I'm funny, but Man. it's going to be way funnier coming out of a kid.
1: Yeah. They don't yeah. have anything to relate to. That's the problem. Like my third grade joke was, I want to be able to be cool and wear my hat backwards, but I also want to keep the sun out of my eyes. So I need one pointing forwards. And then I like prop comedian a hat that was forwards and backwards. I was like, that's
0: now beautiful. I'm cool.
2: That yeah, like, is hilarious. And why would they not want that in their show? I was like, I don't understand. yeah? Why would they not want
0: that? I kind of feel like you're a comic because you're jaded out of that experience. Like, <laughs> you're denied, <laughs> you're denied a set at third grade, and now you're chasing that. You know? Yeah. And I know. I would have crushed.
1: That.
2: That's like, like normal, like childhood trauma that you're trying to fix in yeah. your adulthood. Yeah.
1: And that's why my whole thing is like, I want to be cool. And I'm trying to be cool on stage. And people are
2: like, no, yeah, yeah. Right. That's when it it comes to like speaking your truth on stage. Cause you can't try to be cool. You're not cool. And that's, what's great (laughs) about you though. That's like the best part. I'm
1: not cool at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, there is something very relatable in wanting to belong and not feeling like you do. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's that's a universal feeling. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, in What's in uh, <laughs> interesting. Well, I, I want to now transition from feeling like you want to belong and not <laughs> belonging. That's a great idea to have when we talk about religion. So, uh, you, Drew, talked about coming from a very religious house. And Aurora, you said you came from a religious house as well. So, respectively, what what religions did your families follow?
1: Uh, so, I was like when i first started out just general like christianity it was just some random church and then Uh when i moved to a small town it was a baptist church by the way this is a
2: small town like small 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 town
0: okay so which do you do you mind saying which town just
1: yeah yeah uh firmly nevada firmly nevada Nevada. so it's 30 miles east of reno and it was the fastest growing city in the country for like three years in a row it went from like a thousand people to like thirty thousand in like three or four wow. years yeah wow.
0: and then it All stopped, right.
1: and it just stopped yeah
0: yeah sure sure then 2008 so got- the
1: foreclosures yeah that's what it was
0: oh the market downturn of course yeah
1: everybody was on subprime mortgages there so like you literally half the town had to leave it was
0: oh crazy. man so now it's yeah. just a ghost town with a bunch of houses built
1: and and <laughs> tesla Uh, Tesla Tesla Factory is like just opened up over
0: there. Oh, so it's gonna boom again. Yeah. It is, yeah.
2: Prices are going up in Reno for houses because all the people from the Bay Area are just going in
0: boop,
2: paying cash, cash, cash,
0: cash, cash. It's it's funny. The the kind of I don't know what you'd call that, it's not really the Midwest. It's like the slightly eastern west from our perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Uh anyway. Um yeah, my sister is trying to look for a house, and she's complaining about people coming in from California buying up, and she's in Utah. So it's it's yep. sort of covering that whole oh, area. Oh, yeah. And when we moved from North Carolina to California, our issue was the Chinese doing the same thing, coming over and buying yeah. up houses with cash. cash. So yeah, exactly. We're basically the Chinese to Nevada and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm That's- saying. Uh, all right. So general Christian and then Baptist. So what was yes. your experience like in the Baptist faith? Cause I think my understanding of Baptist is, is that there is sort of a, a more relaxed version of Baptist, but were you in the more stringent, you know, so, you got to talk Christ all the time?
1: No. So it was, it was pretty relaxed. I mean, like the, the pastor, he was like a biker dude. And he was just like, very like Oh, I was doing drugs. I was at my lowest and now I found Jesus. And it was like very fun, relaxed, great environment. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was really nice. Yeah.
2: But your mom was very sheltering. Yeah. My mom
1: being agoraphobic and very sheltering. It was like, don't talk about things and they don't exist. So don't talk to him about drugs. Uh, Don't let them take sex ed through the school. Don't let them. uh, Drew has never
2: taken sex ed. Like he's a 30 year old man and he's never had sex ed before
0: yeah i mean at least at least that sentence ended with ed you know (laughs) so i mean i i imagine he gets it though i I think he's 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 been educated but yeah yeah yeah. so i mean uh, drew from your perspective the sheltered like negative positive and was it because of religion that you were sheltered or was it just your mom's phobias
1: I think it was just my mom's phobias, honestly, because like my mom was not religious as a kid. Like I was the one she started dating a guy and I don't think he was that religious, but I just like one day started asking him about God. And he was like, oh, come to this church. I'll start taking you there. And then it was like I was the one that like converted the whole family, got everybody on board. But
2: the detention.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The the (laughs) only thing here's how goody two shoes I was. The only time I ever got in trouble was in high school. I got detention for reading the Bible in class.
0: Wow. And,
1: like, yeah, not just (laughs) reading it. That
0: that is seriously
2: so like that. It makes me laugh every time.
0: (laughs) First of all, how is that not your opening line on stage? Thank you. Every time.
2: Thank
1: you. I, I've tried it. Cause yeah, it was that I was converting kids. Like I would read it, but I would be reading it. Like I was reading like a cool, like S like Sports Illustrated. Like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And kids would be like, what is it? I was like, did you know Jesus loves you no matter how many bad things you do? And they're like, what? And I would just like convert True. kids on the playgrounds.
0: True. I, I don't understand why that is not the first thing out of your mouth on stage. I I it's so, mean, so much better than any. And... Yeah. I mean, you could do that on stage right now and people would die if you just got up and you were like, hey, oh my gosh. you know that Jesus loves all of you? I feel like that would crush. People would be so confused that they would laugh and then you could be like, that's how cool I am. I brought you that knowledge. That's so funny. Or follow- just be like, that, that is what got me detention in high school. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say,
2: just follow with like, after everyone looks like so stunned and confused just be like and that's how i got my only detention in high school
0: right (laughs) i mean i think there's something there for sure but that's amazing yeah that's amazing i just
1: i I just love the like timing of this because today i just posted on my instagram a video from an abstinence play that i was in for a church and it's literally like i cut it perfectly but there was like one of my lines was like why would you have sex with her you know it's going to ruin everything. And then he's like, it's just one time, it's fine. And then I cut to the next scene, which was her crying and going, I'm pregnant.
0: that's great i mean that is so so i mean you were like in this in this baptist faith though yeah so they might have been relaxed but like you were really in it
1: i was really into it yeah like and that's why
2: i like you sharing that story because it's like oh yeah you were everyone was kind of like into religion when we were younger right but then he has this like for some reason he like took it he drew took it to the next level like no one told him to do that he just did (laughs) it no
0: right I mean, that's that's admirable. That's great. So so do you still attend church or or no longer?
1: No. So like I sort of in college started to get a little off of it because they started training some other pastors and I saw that it was like very clearly just them trying to get more business. And they'd be uh-huh. like, yeah, and if you need help, you know, I'm a carpenter just like Jesus. And it would be like stuff like that that they would say. And I'd be like, is this all a cash grab for these people? Like mm, I started getting like losing some of that. And it was yeah. just sort of like, I would say now I'm agnostic. Like, I don't uh-huh. know. I'm, what does agnostic mean? Literally, I don't know. That's what oh, it okay. means. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: uh, unsure, unsure of divinity, right? It's yeah. sort of like, it might be there. It might not be there, but I don't really let it bother me or influence me one way or the other.
1: Yeah. Like I definitely am not a church fan anymore.
0: Uh-huh. but like spiritually
1: wise i'm like yeah there's probably somebody up there i know like from time to time i send out a prayer just in case like are you up there like here's Can you what believe I need? that your
2: brother's with you yeah like, yeah and you see signs from him and stuff so yeah
0: yeah, yeah so just, there is there is something something yeah something there's something
1: there. yeah yeah and it's like what if like in my head, I'm like, what if all the religions are right? And it's just like a different slight interpretation. Obviously, sure. not all of them. Some of them are
0: like, you know, just oh, what do you mean? Not all of them. <laughs> not <laughs> all of them. You which know which ones? ones aren't. Which ones are you gonna are you yeah. calling out? <laughs> uh, Sam. Okay. No, I'm just saying, him, yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: kidding. Not... Yeah. I'm like, which one, which one are you uh ordained yeah, in? Yeah, which yeah. one
0: are you convinced is not true? <laughs> If you Say of, Scientology, yeah. Drew. No,
1: I don't want to say that because I want to be famous one day, and I know that <laughs> that's a thing you can do. You can just become a Scientologist and you become famous.
2: Right, there are different running, avenues. So just don't mind me.
1: Yeah, but so yeah, I'm not sure. It just sort of that like got me off church, but now I'm just like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah,
0: that's I don't fair. even know so, enough
1: to be an atheist.
0: I mean, what? did you feel connection to the divine? You know, to God when you were in the faith or, I mean, was that more connected to your, you know, your fame as an entertainer within the faith as, you know, kind of a friend to the pastors?
1: Yeah. Um, What do you think? I never really felt the divine energies or anything like that. I really, I love the moral message of the Bible. I mean, that's just how I grew up. Like the golden rule is my number one thing still to this day. And it's like, those sort of things were what I got from it. Like be a good person and you'll be rewarded one day. And then, yeah, everything else, I never really felt it. Like even in church, like I would like sing along and like feel things, but like when people would have like, not that we were one of the crazy ones with like snakes or anything. Oh my gosh. But like people, that's (laughs) right. But that's more
0: Pentecostal, right? That's more Pentecostal, not as much Baptist.
1: Like, yeah, I would see stuff like that and I'm like, oh, that's not like me. And some people would have like, oh, I'm I'm getting a message right now. I'm like, I think sure. you're just like showboating or like yeah. pretending like I never got that. But I definitely felt peace when I was there yeah. and I felt the message. Yeah. And that's what I went for.
0: Sure. That makes sense. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, now, Aurora, what, yeah. uh, what's kind of your spiritual religious journey?
2: Uh, born and raised Catholic. Um, my okay. mom is from Haiti and my dad is Punjabi. So, um, he, my dad is Sikh and he was never really like in my life too much. So I was obviously heavily influenced by the Catholic church and I went to Catholic private school from kindergarten to 12th grade. My first public school was college.
0: Wow. Yeah. And I went to
2: an all girl Catholic high school.
0: Yeah, baby. Yeah. Genesis born.
2: Ooh. Yeah. um and I go to church still every like I'm like a holiday you know yeah because the thing with the thing with Haitians it's like they're very Catholic um but it's more of like a cultural Catholic it's not just like oh like we all go to church and praise God it's like it's deep rooted in the culture. So I still feel like I'm drawn to the church because it's part of my culture. Uh-huh. So growing up, like going to church twice a week, cause we would go during school, we would go every Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on what grade you were in to go to morning mass. And then right. every Sunday I would go with my mom and, you know, other parents. And I, and then afterwards I would have like Bible study, <laughs>
0: Like, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Now, what did they call the, the, like the Wednesday night activities or Tuesday night activities? Did you do those? The, no, I forget what they call it, but
2: I don't, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, but I didn't do those just because I literally, I was in Catholic school all the time. So sure, we so went, you were
0: there already, right? Yeah.
2: We were already like the religion classes and all of that. They were all incorporated in like a lot right. of those classes, I think were for like the night ones were for, to get ready for sacraments. And we did that right. in school.
0: Got it. Got so,
2: it. yeah. So it was a little different, but just gr- growing up being so like the church being like shoved down my throat, I like yeah. didn't really connect to it on like a totally spiritual level. I, hmm. I looked at going to church as a way to get out of school and then <laughs>
0: like out of the classroom, <laughs> Even though it's like all the same,
2: <laughs> I but I didn't have to like learn, you know, I just had to like, st- <laughs> and then also I always volunteered yeah. to be an altar boy. I was like, an, I was an altar boy.
0: Uh-huh. It was
2: like it was like the church version of entertainment.
0: Yeah, right. Of course, you get to dress yeah. up, you get to play yeah. a role. you get to
2: be backstage are you kidding me like right heck yeah being an altar boy was yeah you get to be in a green room like that (laughs) is amazing so when I would so when I would go to church with class I would always be like I'll be the altar boy and I'd go in the green room do my thing you know we come out we perform and then we go back and leave so a way to get out of the classroom I was performing and then on Sundays we always went to brunch afterwards so that's like a lot of like good memories that way but I never was like fully like spiritually like doing the Hail Marys and all that I felt phony always Mm. like as young as I can remember I just remember being like I don't feel like like this is like doing anything for me to like make me feel better
0: gotcha that's not like bringing you closer to God
2: no it's and it's weird because I I kind of got the same thing for like Drew did like some of the moral stories and teachings I like related to. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Like treat others like you want to be treated. Okay. And and all that kind of stuff stuck with me. And I think the places where I felt closest to God was like when I was in silence. So I think that's why meditation is something that's like better for me, like being outside or being like in a peaceful environment. Cause when we would go on retreats, you know, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) all the the religious retreats and we'd have, we couldn't talk for a day or something, which is like, also, really good. Pre- I want to learn how to do that as a substitute teacher. Make yeah. my class not talk for a whole day. That would be really <laughs> right. like make ten year olds not talk for a whole day.
0: Oh, yeah, oh my they're God. so smart. Idea, now that yeah. I look back
2: at it, they went. It's they great. got a weekend getaway and they they made the whole class not talk for a day.
0: Genius. That's genius. Oh. Yeah.
2: But yeah, that's wow. when I felt closest to God, I guess. But. Sure. And then when I do, like when things go wrong or things go right, you know, I'm always like very thankful. And I, I don't know what to call the entity that I believe in, but I, I, so I just say God, cause that's yeah what I was raised with, I guess.
0: Gotcha. So, so what kind of led you, oh, I mean, was it just the fact that you were no longer going to Catholic school that Yeah. For, like, you know, you stopped going as regularly or what kind of prevented you, you think from continuing this like close relationship?
2: I think my independence, uh-huh. like as soon as I got my driver's license, I was like, uh, like I was like, bye. Like my mom stopped forcing me to go uh-huh. and she still went every weekend and I was in Catholic high school. So I was still technically going to church, but I yep. wasn't going outside of my school. I wasn't like actively seeking it out. And then right. when I got to college, I was, um, I was interested in going to church, like the Catholic church on campus. But then I got involved with sports and I was just like, and then I got involved with partying and I was like, this is way more fun, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So then I just kind of stopped going and just go with my family on holidays. I don't know.
0: Sure. Uh, So I had one quick question about this altar boy thing. My understanding was that only... (laughs) only boys could be altar boys that it was you know a rite of, of priesthood is that is that not the case or were you just in a very progressive or were you just like no. listen I <laughs> am going to be an altar boy look
2: I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian one day and I need the stage time
0: um, right right, right.
2: <laughs> no it uh I don't know I know it's fine you can be a girl I don't know when it changed but well, I know it, you
0: can be a girl but um, <laughs> a girl can really be an altar boy
2: a girl a girl. (laughs) oh that's so great um no a girl can be an altar boy I have no idea when it changed but it changed sometime before I started doing it
0: and I okay so it was a case of like priesthood or kind of male dominated stuff for some reason my understanding was it was connected to priesthood but I don't know i'm not but
2: Catholic. now like because i actually don't know and that's like a really good question but now i'm wondering maybe they changed it because women can be nuns so maybe that's like they're like oh it's oh, a passageway sure. into becoming a mm-hmm. nun so let's start but like it like i don't know when they started i just know that yeah. i was an altar boy and i was really good at it and i have a lot of great stories <laughs> about that i'm thinking about it and i'm like i should share these on stage they're yeah, really
0: good. Go. right yeah. right for sure uh interesting so all right um I have two general questions left and then we'll get into one of my favorite segments. Cause it's more about me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but before we get there, I want to ask you both two things. So one thing is, is what would have changed for you, your relationship with your faith, if your church had done X, you know what I mean? So, so think about that. And then the other question, uh, and you can take these in whichever order you want. But the other question is, what do you believe happens after this life? Where is there anything? Is there nothing? Uh, you know, what What happens? What do Those you want to have qu- happen?
2: Seth, with, okay. Okay. I see you with some thoughtful questions. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh,
0: get I go deep. First?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um...
2: <laughs> he just touched my knee. Like that's what he does when he gets nervous. Yeah. He um, goes,
0: oh, normal. okay. <laughs> That's great. I mean, there's no pressure. Only God is judging. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: this answer determines whether you make it to the good place or the bad place. Um,
0: right. That would be amazing. And that show. How did you? feel? Anyway.
2: Oh, okay, I love it. Focus. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. yeah. Focus, One focus. of the best
0: shows. Um, right. <laughs> watch the good right. place
2: if you haven't watched it. It's amazing.
1: It yeah. is.
0: It is good. It is good.
1: I re- we rewatched the last. They focus. Episode. Sorry. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm trying to stop. <laughs> Trying to stall, just like getting just what do you
2: think? What do you think is going to happen afterwards? Well, yeah, take that that one one first
0: because you've talked about your brother kind of communicating with you or being there. So, what do you think? I mean, where do you think your brother is now?
1: I mean, I'm hoping, I'm wishing that there's an afterlife. I remember in youth group, it was always described as like. Oh, you love video games. The best video game of all time will be there. Like it was very much like everything's <laughs> sure. perfect. Which
0: I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were
1: good. They they sold me. They knew how, and that's why I was so good at selling my classmates on the idea. Um, right. Um, no, I I mean I I hope that I can go up there and hang out with them. He was my best friend. We were like the only two people that we had like a our own language, our own shorthand, looks like because he was he was more religious or more like a good value person than me like Mm. so much more innocent than me um where like even when we were in college together if there was like somebody naked in the locker room at the gym he would like get awkward about it and he would like he had code words so he's like if I start talking about the tv show scrubs there's somebody naked nearby and we have to be careful and like just so innocent um so
2: do you think he's in heaven do you believe in heaven yeah
1: I mean if there is a heaven he's definitely there 100 percent like he never drank, never smoked, never had sex, like nothing. Like sure, sure. he led the life that is, if there is a good place, he's 100% there. there. Um, So I'm hoping, I feel like there's probably something, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, what if we just disappear and become just energy and that's it. And you just sort of dissipate into the world. So I'm conflicted, but I'm hopeful.
0: I'm curious if part of your separation from your religion too has to do with your brother's passing in the sense of like, do you blame God or do you, you know, what do you feel like in in that aspect?
1: Yeah. So I know my mom completely, when he passed away, she like cursed God's name was like, there's no God if he could do this to the nicest person. yeah." But for me, it really was like, I think I was just gradually moving away anyway. I was definitely out of church at that point, but it was just sort of like, I don't know, being like taking science courses and talking to a lot of people, like college, sort of how they say, like, oh, yeah, it's so liberal and blah, blah, blah. It like, I think it sort of moved me away from like, oh, you only hang out with religious people, you only talk to religious people, and more like, different perspectives and people being like well where would it be where what goes there like is your body your spirit like what is it and it was just too many unanswerable questions and I think that's what started to make me be like there's got to be some sort of answer and that's where I became an agnostic because I'm just like there's no answers so how can we know anything and it just it too many mind games got too Drew for sure. likes
0: answers, yeah. He that's his thing. I mean, that's fair, you know. Yeah. I think that's a fair thing to want, right? Yeah, uh, interesting. Well, Drew, I'm glad you came on this podcast. I've got all the answers you need, buddy. Yes,
1: yes, uh, <laughs> I'm glad
0: <laughs> that's great. Okay, <laughs> and then what do you think? So, I guess, really, then that answers kind of the question, right? If your yeah. church had been able to answer some of your questions, you may have been able to stay in it longer yeah. if that's where you wanted to be.
1: Yeah, it would have been that. And if the original pastor had just stayed at the helm, like he was in it for every good reason. Like we would help people. I went to numerous people's houses when they had issues going on. We did like prayer circles, like he was in it for 100% the right reasons. And then he let a couple people in. And then it was just like, I know there's like parables about like, bad shepherds and it like, sort of corrupts the flock or whatever and that's sort of what was happening where it was just like well I don't know if I can start over somewhere else like I had this trust and love and then it just yeah it was corrupted by just two bad people that were like oh this is like I can pitch my business every day and make a lot of money off of this and it was just like really like that's allowed
0: Yeah. Yes. It, it, yes, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Now, Aurora, that you've shirked off the responsibility of going first. <laughs> what uh, um, What are your thoughts?
2: I... Uh, okay. First of all, uh, I forgot the first question. It was like, why... What could the church have done differently?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think that, well, especially for the Catholic church, it just is so like, it's just so close-minded. And it's just like, so in the past, Um, I think- Even though they let
0: girls be altar boys?
2: I mean, that (laughs) is pretty forward thinking. That is like, woo,
0: good for them, yay. Well, and who's the Pope now? Isn't he rethinking a lot of same-sex issues? Yeah, Yeah, but I just,
2: yes, yes. But I just think that they're like so far behind. It's going to take a lot for them to like kind of catch up. Um, Yeah. And there's like but a do lot. you
0: think a religion should have to catch up to society or do you think there is a move societally away from some of the values that religions in general that religions have and is that bad is it bad I... for religion to stick to values that that are old-fashioned or
2: i think so because we look back and old there's some old-fashioned values that just like aren't okay anymore like it, like,
0: the way right, that but I use... wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest racism is a value. You right, know? right, like, right. That's but I not mean, a like... positive. <laughs>
2: I think that there are really good values and morals that come from the Catholic church, but I think that it's surrounded and cluttered with a lot of bad stuff. And I think that sure. that's just where I'm like, it's going to take them time to kind of sort through that clutter and get to like that. We you know our point is to like be a good person and love thy neighbor and honor thy body and, you know, don't kill people. Like just like- simple
0: so, Just the basics. Just yeah. like
2: the basics. And then, you know, I think, and I think that there's just like a lot of clutter around it. And for me, I- also wanted answers. And I think that they're starting to come now in the Catholic church of like, Oh, well, you know, maybe it wasn't actually interpreted that a man shouldn't lie with a man, you know, like it's like Mm -hmm. coming out now. Um, but when I was younger, that wasn't really the case. It was just like, don't sin, don't do anything sexual. Don't even have those thoughts. I had classes on how to curb the thoughts of doing anything sexual because you would, you would go to hell, you know, and like, that's too
0: judged for our thoughts.
2: Yeah. And that's, and that's too, that was just too intense for me. Um, So I think if the church was kind of doing almost what it's doing now, but like when I was younger, maybe I would still be, um, and then also the second thing is just not be so boring
1: like,
2: <laughs> like I well need that's ha-
0: never going to change that is a value <laughs> that we need to keep
2: I'm like I need a, a happy medium between the like singing and dancing and the shaking and like the Catholic church because the Catholic <laughs> right, church the
0: standing and the sitting and the,
2: oh my god and the the yeah. hymns and just like the kneel and then you're kneeling and then you're walking but very slowly because you're in a line and then you have like i right. just I can't, it's just too, oh my God. It's a snooze fest. Yeah, Like I, yeah, I can't yeah. get through those mass. I was so excited when I was younger and they would let us, all the kids leave in the middle of the mass to go do like a separate little children mass next to like the big mass.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: I don't remember what it was called i don't i don't know but yeah at oh, one point yeah. what they would um i forgot what they were doing if oh, god it's been that long yeah they would tell a story and they'd be like all right dismissing all the kids yeah. and then all the kids you would see them run they'd be like thank jesus christ yeah. like we <laughs> right. get to right. leave and we would all sit there and listen to like a fun version kid version yeah. of the story sunday school?
0: yeah, yeah. are you just talking no sunday no, no. Sunday it's different new- no oh, it's there. different primary? that's what we call it in my faith primary
2: but, um, I don't know. Maybe it could be very similar, but it's it was sure. during mass, and then we would
3: come right. back before yeah. communion. Yeah, right,
1: was, right, yeah, right. We did it. We've just watched Veggie Tales. That's what I remember as a kid. <gasps> ah, that's they that's great
0: Veggie Tales. Are you kidding? Love so Veggie Tales.
1: So much fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Larry yeah, the tomato, tomato, right? Or yeah, but, or Larry is Larry the Tomato, or is he the uh,
1: the cucumber? I thought cucumber. the? I don't even remember. See, I don't know what that you guys
0: long. Are. I do never watch it. tomato bob bob and larry anyway i don't know this
2: is riveting
0: (laughs) i love this so much okay and and do you think there's an afterlife aurora what do you think happens after this
2: i think that there's an afterlife um do i think that we go somewhere and hang out with people that have passed i don't necessarily i don't really believe that i know that's kind of like pessimistic
0: downer yeah no go on yeah you just but die I feel like, <laughs> <you're gone. laughs>
2: I feel like it's something more like this sounds terrible but it's not terrible but I think it's more like the good place like you become a good deed or like and, and I don't think it's just one time I think that you come back kind of like in a different form to your loved uh-huh. ones and I think that you like you don't haunt them but you like you like live through them and their actions
0: interesting like so when they you become be- a parent <laughs> that's what you're saying
2: basically everyone goes to hell and they become a parent yes yeah, a
0: bad parent. you're a bad parent that is living through your kid <laughs> Interesting. No,
2: I
3: think you're writing you're like jokes
0: a... for them and you're putting them on tv <laughs> that's what heaven is that's the afterlife that is heaven that's
2: a, thank yeah. you finally that's what i was trying to say no I, no I think that you're like you become like an inner voice in someone's head hmm. and i think like it like that's how you like live in like are you like when they feel like oh I don't know what I should do and then something happens and you're like, oh okay, I guess I'll do that. It's like I think that's how people live like their soul lives after they die. Cause I yeah. do think that we have like, I think that this is like a shell.
3: Uh-huh. You know,
2: and we're just like souls inside of a shell. So there has to be something that happens with that energy. Do I think we're gonna be like in clouds and I'm gonna like see all the people have died and I'm like, oh the do like hell yeah let's hang out. like no I don't think that's real.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right, interesting. Yeah, but but and you think that's true for good and bad people? There are good voices, there so. are bad voices.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's good. I mean, yeah, totally. Because there's good people and there's bad people. People have a dark soul and people have and a white thoughts, soul. Yeah. yeah, and I think that sure. the people who have done terrible things in their life and they die, I think that those terrible things live on, and that's the dark side. And yeah. you can choose whether to go with that side or you can choose to go with, you know, your brother giving you an amazing side and saying, no, Drew, keep going. Like, yeah. which one do you choose? Because it, it, it all is free will, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what right? I think. I think we have free yeah. will. So yeah. we have to have both options.
0: Fair. Fair enough. Well, I think both answers are great. And this podcast is about... But who
2: is right? Like, who do you think is right?
0: This podcast is about not judging. And the truth is, neither of you is correct. Because I I know what is true. Okay, Um, good. Let us know. Yeah, right, right. Uh, No, I think that's great. I think it's beautiful that there's, uh, you know, a way... I don't know. I just think it's hopeful, right? I find I find it hopeful to believe in something after this life that this isn't it, you know. And some people find it hopeful to believe that this is it and that there is an end, you know, right. to to whatever stress or you know whatever could continue afterward. That you know, you do your best to live uh, a good life here, and then that's that's good. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Um, I sometimes I feel that.
2: like I feel like sometimes when I'm like sitting alone and this kind of goes back to maybe when I was younger and that's I always felt like that's how I got close to God but I always feel like when I'm sitting alone that's when I can like feel like presence like a presence so that's why I always that's why I think that I'm like oh we just become a presence after we die
0: interesting like the people
2: that I've lost I feel like when I'm alone and I'm like sad or I'm really happy I feel like they're there yeah you know and that in that like feeling of like joy that's them
0: yeah, so in a way, you do think we can hang out with people that we like <laughs> after this life. In a way, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. I guess so, kind of. Yeah. Whether we're aware of it or not, like I
0: don't know, sure. but yeah, sure, kind of interesting. All right, well, beautiful. I have loved this episode. Are you ready for the final segment? This is yes. where you I'm so excited. Each gets to pester me and bug me with personal questions since I've been bothering yes. you for the last hour. In this segment that I call, what's the deal with Mormons, it's Drew and Aurora? So what's the deal with Mormons? Fire away, fire away. Any, any questions you have regarding Does my Drew faith?
2: look like a Mormon?
0: I am, I am a Mormon. I actually am a, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that's why it's called, what's the deal with Mormons, so that you can ask me about my faith. Because Drew does Drew, look like a Mormon.
2: Okay, Thank good. You. That's sure. what
3: i thought. Yeah. yeah, that was my first yeah. question. Yeah.
0: He'd fit actually, right in, and I mean, uh, we would yeah. love for you to fit right in too, Aurora. But there might be a little.
3: <laughs> I'm good. Thank you know. so much for the offer, but
0: I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Drew's, Drew's got no, that Mormon no, no, no. glow about him.
1: I, I do. I actually I went to a bunch of the stake dances with the other Mormon kids because it was yeah. Just, yeah, it was like they're the right. only ones who are good influences. So sure.
2: can you guys? Can Mormons drink coffee now
0: or soda? No. Okay, uh, soda. Okay, so this is a this is a pretty typical kind of misunderstanding. the The issue is not caffeine. So a lot of people think the issue is caffeine. So they're like, "Oh, you can't drink, you know, coffee or soda, and you can't eat chocolate." Apparently.
2: I don't have COVID. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> you're good. I, am, I
0: don't care. I hope you I do have allured. COVID. And oh, you're thank you. Now. Um, no, it's not. It's not. It's nothing to do with caffeine. So this is related to a revelation that we call the Word of Wisdom, which is in one of our books of scripture, the book of scripture called the Doctrine and Covenants. And this Word of Wisdom is essentially a health code, so similar to like a Jewish kosher law. Um, there are certain things that we've been you know, counseled to not eat or drink. And the coffee is one and tea is the other. So herbal tea is fine. I think it's gross, so I don't drink it. Uh, (laughs) But it is religiously okay to partake of herbal tea. But, you know, the iced tea that always looks so good to me, no, that's not okay. Uh, Coffee in any form, not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. So no, soda is great. I love Mountain Dew. Love me some Mountain Dew. So caffeine is oh, not really the issue. The higher, sort of what people think, like the higher law of with this word of wisdom, because a lot of it is about sort of spiritual and physical purity. So it's, it's not being addicted to things. So I think this comes with the caveat that if you're someone who is addicted to caffeine, uh, I know many of those people, uh, you should one probably- them not partake in what you are beholden to unless what you're beholden to is our lord and savior right so Mm -hmm. you need to keep yourself pure to have the influences of the holy spirit to do those good things that you're being prompted to do and if caffeine is getting in the way then maybe you shouldn't partake but it's not specifically a no-no the caffeine
1: interesting gotcha okay yeah
2: Go Yo,
3: right. question. I it's do.
1: okay. <laughs> um, have you seen What's up, my
0: buddy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's how we actually we talk to each
0: other all the time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh,
1: have you seen The Book of Mormon?
0: The musical.
1: The musical, yes.
0: No, I have not, but I have listened to a lot of the music. Uh, I think it is hilarious and in all fairness Matt Stone and Trey Parker are quite fair, you know, and they they actually portray things quite Quite accurately, as silly as it sounds uh, on on my mission, a lot of people I talked to um, and I don't know how familiar how familiar either of you is with my faith. But when we when a young man turns 19, uh, he has the option to go abroad or within the United States on a mission proselyting talking to other people about our faith and trying to get them to convert so i did that when i was about 19 and a half went to eastern canada learned french and taught people in french and a lot of oh my
2: god that's uh, people so that cool. i talked
0: to yeah a lot of people i talked to the only reason they knew about our church at all was because of south park
3: and yeah.
0: <laughs> the episodes of uh, on my faith in south park Crazy, but also pretty accurate in how the religion was restored. So, where did you
2: go in Canada?
0: Uh, so I was in the Quebec province, yeah. I have
2: a lot of family there.
0: Oh, no kidding, yeah, yeah, because they're Haitian, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I was gonna say I've met quite a few Haitians in Montreal, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, a very fun loving group of people. I did not find them as religious, but very spiritual
2: yeah that's good interpretation
0: that's
2: maybe the further away you get from haiti it like <laughs> it like just goes a little bit lower and lower and lower i mean
0: maybe they were all catholic though like everybody i met yeah was like, oh no we're catholic we're catholic right. and a lot of the quebecois that you know the, the the white quebec people um they would also identify as catholic but they would say catholic not practicing that was that was I guess, like
2: yeah that's like what I am but anyways okay. this isn't about me
0: this isn't yeah, about I mean me it can right be it's sorry. always about it's you not
2: about me but
0: um but yeah so anyway my my personal goal is to make it to JFL so I can go back to Montreal yes. and yes. you know talk to some oh. people and see some people that I used to talk to anyway that would be great but um yeah Montreal is a beautiful city.
2: Oh, I love it. Um, I have another question. Yeah. How old were you when you got married?
0: 24.
2: Oh, that's not, I guess like that's like not normal. too bad. Yeah. For, I was expecting like 20.
0: Right. No, no, no. I I knew there was a, a woman, girl in my high school, got married right out of high school. 18, married. Boom.
2: Still Did married? It. Locked
0: it down. Still married. Yep. <sighs> Still married you know married with like five kids or something like that, yeah, oh wow, married and happy, um but yeah, i was twenty four when when I got married, and my wife and I had known each other we we each separately had a goal to date whoever we were gonna marry for at least a year, which in Mormon times is a long time, and oh wow. We almost made it. We, I think, dated for ten months. We we knew each other for a lo- for a year before we got married, but we hadn't really been dating for a year before. Oh my we got gosh, married, so. that
2: is so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in
2: my in my in like my life, that's like right. really I mean, fast for, for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for normal people, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, that is crazy fast. And you know, we didn't live together. There was no living together. There was no you know, no sex before marriage. So. Oh, is that know,
2: why Mormons of... get married quickly? Cause they're like, okay, let's just have <laughs> sex. Like we got to do That's a big this?
0: reason. I mean, really? you know, that's a big part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're horny and you found someone you <laughs> love. It's like, let's just, let's just lock it down. I mean, yeah. what, what, what more do we need? Um, yeah. So, so I do think that is a, uh, uh maybe an unspoken big part of why, at least people in my faith get married a little bit younger. Another is that we're encouraged to it's a step in life. You know, it's, it's kind of part of, you know, marriage is very important for my faith. So so it is a religious, you know, a religious sacrament to get married in the temple and have, uh, you know, the sealing ordinance performed along with the marriage. So it's right. it's kind of a big deal. So the natural progression of things is kind of, you know, for young men, once you're home off your mission, that's that's your next that's your next that's mission the next thing. Yeah, that's
2: how it is in the Catholic Church too, but it's just not pushed as hard i guess maybe it's not like sure enforced as much but it's basically because we have our seven sacraments and then you have right. to get you have to get them all done like that <laughs> right.
0: right huge checklist yeah 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 <sighs> i don't know right
1: yeah no in baptist you just have to get dunked in the water one time you're <laughs> done yeah. yeah
0: i mean that sounds amazing you know good it deal. Was, it was fun I, I enjoyed it yeah right
1: it was fun are we baptizing our kids
0: i don't know oh i oh, guess that's a, a big question and how, what age were you when you were baptized, Drew?
1: Like 13 or 14, I think. Years? Years, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because I wasn't religious as a kid. My mom wasn't religious. It was, yeah, when I was a teenager. And it's like a whole thing where, you know, you, yeah. you have meetings with the church leaders and they ask, yeah. like, are you sure you want to do this? Let's schedule it. And then they have basically like a, like a hot tub behind the podium. And so yeah. you always see it every time you come in. And sure. then yeah, they'll do the yeah. whole thing, and he and joked you're that he was gonna
0: by immersion, right? You're dunked yep. all the way mm-hmm. under.
1: Yep, dunked all the way under. He joked yep. that he was gonna he was gonna hold me under a little bit longer, see if <laughs> see if I could meet Jesus a little quicker. And I I thought that was funny.
2: That's so funny. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's that's <laughs> Just, hilarious. Like,
2: threatened to murder a child. It's like, yeah,
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, sweet. You know, it's funny to us religious people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually yeah. I was oh, uh, six great. months old, right? Yeah. You got yeah. sprinkled, right? You get sprinkled as a baby. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I don't remember it.
0: Right. Yeah. Of course not. Of course
2: not. <laughs> I'm baptizing my kids.
0: Uh, in the Catholic faith.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Cause it's like,
2: it's like cultural to me. I don't know. Sure. I guess I'll, I'm just going to do it. And then also, you know, let them choose. I, ch- I got, a, I got a chance to choose, uh-huh. you know, you got a chance to choose. Yeah. So yeah. why not give them like at least stardom, like how I did. And then they can choose if they choose. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be Baptist or I want to be, you know, Muslim. I want to, i like, all right, cool. whatever, yeah. whatever makes you feel good and makes you a good person like go do that. Yeah.
0: So are you going to each start going to church again regularly with, with kids when you have kids,
2: we've talked about this. We have, yeah. I don't remember what we decided. I mean, I think we had, <laughs>
0: we basically decided one week baptist one week catholic what's going to be the deal
2: i think the catholic church is more uh is a bigger part of my life than the baptist churches in your life what do you think
1: i mean yeah it's because baptist is just like this this Yeah, that is fine
0: with me no i mean
1: so aurora talked about it she wants our kids to go through the seven sacraments for the catholic i mean
2: you know i don't i haven't even done all of them but Yeah. yeah
1: Um, but I think we had both decided that, you know, we're not gonna force our kids to be religious. Right. But like with me, like I started asking questions and it's like, okay, right. yeah, if you're interested, then let's take you there. I'm still baptizing them though.
2: Anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> what other questions?
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, so
1: many good questions. Yeah, let's yeah, any other say. questions? Um what is one like rule or idea from Mormonism that you're just like, that doesn't seem right? Is there any?
0: That you like? Question. Uh, that you
1: question, or you just think it's just so bonkers?
0: I mean, I think I think one thing that my church is going to have to face pretty soon is a a sincere question about female leadership within within the church. Um, and I want to be careful about how I phrase this because it is in my faith, and I do believe this that it is part of priesthood and priesthood is largely though not universally male and what i mean by that is that our our prophets so we have a quorum of the 12 apostles we have a first presidency a a living prophet sort of similar to a pope in the catholic faith uh who have talked about you know men hold the priesthood and women function within the priesthood so it's not an exclusive you know power or right to men to do things within the priesthood but that being said you know the leaders of every congregation are men the leaders of our faith the 12 apostles all men the first presidency all men you know there's there's a female organization within the church called the relief society that is led by women um but as far as like general leadership, it generally, it's restricted sort of to the Relief Society, primary, and young women's organizations, whereas the men kind of control, you know, everybody. So so my wife and I have had many discussions about that and the just or unjustness of that. Um, so that might be a question that, that comes down. Is it necessary for, for leaders to be men or is there maybe a joint men and women you know uh avenue it's a that tough one go,
2: that kind of goes with like the church like you know them having to change any religion having to change with society you know
0: yeah i think i mean i guess the problem for me with it is that i don't necessarily disagree with the with the You know, men being in charge. I do think the men need to listen or take counsel from women more. I've definitely seen that change as I've gotten older. More women included in, uh, you know, councils within leadership of the church uh, on a local level, for sure. And I imagine on a general level, that's happening more. Um, But, you know, the difficulty is that, like, leaders in the congregation, like a bishop, and the apostles are all called as judges in Israel. So they do hold a function religiously to help the members that they are in charge of to get closer to Christ. And a lot of this sort of judge in Israel stuff is tied to the priesthood. So I don't know how theologically you get around that without then also saying, well, women can hold the priesthood as well which you know i don't know is that right or is that not right i guess i i see it as being a different responsibility for men and women that men you know have things that we need to work on as a race and women have things they need to work on as a race and i don't know but you know when they issue a calling to a leader in a congregation like a bishop uh they call the wife as well they're meeting with the wife as well so It might be that there's more of a joint calling that comes out of this in the future. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Where a husband, wife is sort of the leaders. They are the leaders of the congregation. I don't know. But that's probably the only one I can think of that's one that I'm also sort of like, I don't know how I feel about it, you know? Um,
2: That's a good question.
1: I
0: I, I I needed to
2: ask because
1: it's like, yeah, it's almost like, do you feel like, the Bible and and the book of Mormon, all those are like divine written by God, or do you feel like it's sort of like an interpretation by people who, you know, could talk to God in essence? How do you feel?
0: Yeah, I feel more that way about the Bible, um, that it's been through so many translations that there might be some things in there that we've just lost completely. Um, I I think a little bit uh, like that about the book of Mormon, um, it's a similar sort of issue in that you have prophets who have written different books that are included in the Book of Mormon. So similar to the Bible. Uh, I mean, admittedly, it's been through less translations. It's been through less hands as far as how it was organized. Um, so I feel more, you know, that it's more directly connected to the Word of God. Uh, but, but no, I, I don't find it distracting. I guess the, what I'll say is when I read the Book of Mormon I don't find those thoughts about it being disconnected from from inspiration that's not distracting to me whereas when I read the Bible it is distracting there are certain accounts or or stories in the Bible where I'm like ah I don't know how is this yeah. that's how, how does I this feel. happen you know yeah. like how how is Lot Oh, why why are we including lot sleeping with his daughters uh in a drunken state why is yeah. that important <laughs> for me to understand
2: yeah yeah so, clutter see clutter clutter
0: right <laughs> right i think you know, so i feel that way more about the bible than i do the book of mormon
2: um have you watched uh the real housewives of salt lake city
0: no I have not. I have not. I might need to, but oh my gosh, I'm not a huge fan of like the reality TV shows like that. Uh, but oh, you're you're there's gonna an have... aspect that want, that I want to see it just to be like, oh,
2: you. I don't know if you should watch it. It is <laughs> terrible and good at the same time. But right, basically, right. there's like one Mormon on it. They or they were all Mormon, and now there's yeah. only one that's actually still Mormon
0: have they left the faith during the taping or was this no
2: and i'm sorry i actually messed up there's one that's still mormon and another one that was never mormon she's just a different religion she's the leader of her congregation Uh um but Mm -hmm. the all the other ones were all mormons and they stopped being mormon before the show
0: yeah so they like talk a lot
2: Yeah, yeah they talk a lot about how like Why they left, and then the other one, the one that's still Mormon, um, owns like two tequila businesses, and they all give her shit for having a tequila business. And she can't, they
0: should. I think that's anyway, this is like, how can you be a good
2: Mormon and you're selling alcohol? She's like, well, I'm not drinking it,
0: (laughs) right? Right, that's a tough one, that's a tough sell, that's a hard one.
2: How, what do you market. think about that? Her yeah. selling tequila, but she's a devout Mormon.
0: I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of people, if I ever get really famous, I think a lot of members of my faith would look at me pretty similarly to this tequila touting woman. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, sense- I guess, yeah, because you're you're on stage and you're not necessarily like you're speaking the truth, you know?
0: Right. Uh, You know, at least my truth. Uh, I hate that phrase. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that that does bother me because it is it is something that is directly contrary to the word of wisdom. We shouldn't be partaking in it. So why would you dish it out?
2: Right. Um, Yeah.
0: So I do have problems with that, but I think in all fairness, people could be like, hey, you're supposed to, you know, partake in holy forms of entertainment and you're inviting us to the comedy store. Uh, right. That doesn't seem <laughs> holy. So,
2: also you know, another I can one? understand. Another one. Sorry, go ahead. I'll leave.
0: No, I was just going to say, I can understand, you know, why people would view that as equally hypocritical. But I, I sort of look at myself as a white knight in these comedy <laughs> clubs, uh, you know, shining my light, not hiding it in a bushel, as it were. Right. Yeah.
2: There is another housewife. Um, sorry, we're talking about housewives. I Drew's so excited. It's, okay. right
0: now. it's my favorite topic, really.
2: But she was Mormon, um, a devout Mormon. And then she got married to someone that wasn't Mormon. Yeah. And um, oh, so he she
0: couldn't have been that good then, huh?
2: <laughs> so he was so he was willing to convert to Mormonism. To, oh, snap. To be with her. But yeah. um, the church wasn't uh, super welcoming to him because he's black. And so she left the church.
0: Yeah, well, that's fair.
2: Yeah. Is that yeah, a,
0: that's thing? a tough one? is that a thing? Uh, my faith had a really troubled history with, with African-American members. So as I understand it, and I need to refresh my research on this, but as I understand it, when Joseph Smith restored the church in 1830, uh, it was open to everybody, you know, he wanted people to join his faith, uh, you know, the faith that he had found. Um, And there were quite a few African-American members of the faith in the early days of the church and they held the priesthood. Then as Utah became a state and as, I mean, so what happened with my faith is they moved from New York and essentially Joseph Smith felt called to move uh, West. So they kind of started moving West. A lot of it was economic issues. And so they kind of followed opportunities. Uh, and then Brigham Young became the president of the church, the prophet of the church after Joseph Smith was killed. And he definitely felt called to move West. And so he had the vision, the whole nine yards, right? So they, they X'd out of the Eastern United States and moved West. As they moved West, they, you know, gathered some members, they lost some, um, but when they ended up in Utah, which was a territory, they wanted to join the union. So they had to become a state. And there were some issues as they moved West with racism and with the, with the black members of the church that they had, you know, that they had gained uh, that people saw as Mormons settled in different areas, people saw that as a threat.
1: So Mm. people saw it as
0: a threat that would throw the voting, you know, so they saw it Mm. as a political threat. They saw it as an economic threat. And so the leaders of the faith were pressured this is sort of an apologist version of this story, but they were pressured to essentially downgrade black members of the church. And I don't know how true that really is. There may well have been some racism issues, some cultural issues, but it ended up that black members of the church could not hold the priesthood. And to be more specific, it was members that, that came from African descent. So, if you know, it was a black member that was from you know Haiti or you know whatever. It's like, oh, well, that's not the same. But I think they sort of were just like, we don't know, we don't have the DNA testing. So right, <laughs> you're all the same. Damn, to us. that's anyway,
2: crazy. So that's for, like for kind many, of like sad, yeah,
0: yeah. So for many years, uh, it was all the way up until 1975, I think, that the black members of my faith could not hold the priesthood. That um, makes sense
2: then why she would leave because they're a little bit older, you know. Yeah, so that's yes, really tough. The time.
0: Yeah, and that's really tough. And that's one, you know, that's definitely an aspect of the faith that I think, well, this is, it's hard to look at that and say that's, that's gotta be cultural. You know, it's hard to look at yeah. it and say, that's theological. There was a really good divine reason. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know, right. though. I don't think so. Um, yeah. that's not the god that i believe in or the god that i love so yeah so i mean there's I, stuff I, you know, like that
2: in all religions too yeah. but that was just like right it, it 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 stood out to me just because it this was filmed um at starting being filmed at the beginning of 2020 20 yeah, yeah end of 2019 so her right. like saying that I think they've been married I don't know maybe like 15 years I, I don't remember the exact time but that's yeah. like very recent so that's why it like stood out yeah. to me as like a, oh wow that's a big reason to leave the church because they weren't they weren't welcoming to your black husband so
0: right I mean thought that's that was really interesting. tough yeah. yeah you know
2: and all I her think- kids are black and so it's like oh I don't know
0: yeah, that's I mean that's tough. You know, there were very few, I mean one, there're just very few black people in Utah. And yeah. a lot of that is because of that, you know. That's a huge reason. That's a huge part of it is He's uh, a football
2: coach, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Right. I mean, if you want a good football or basketball team, then uh, you know, that ha- but <laughs> <laughs> So there're yeah. just far fewer, far fewer uh black people in Utah. And I think a lot of that has to do with that relationship with, with the religion. Uh, I think it's gotten better. I would hope that it's gotten better, but um, you know, honestly it was a big reason why my wife and I wanted to get out of Utah and raise a family outside of Utah, because whenever you have kind of a, a uniform, you know, type of person or a uniform outlook on the world, there are some issues, you know, so we wanted them to grow up in a more diverse place. Um, Are you
2: like raising them like strict Mormon? Like, are you uh, letting them kind of choose or like, what What do they, what's their, what's their life like?
0: Our (laughs) oldest is nine. So they have no free will. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, we're doing our best. You know, my wife and I were both raised within the faith. So we both still love it. We both still find a lot of joy and peace from it. Uh, We go to church, uh, you know, I mean, I guess before the pandemic, we would go to church every week. Um, We're doing home church now over the pandemic. And, you know, there are values and and aspects of the faith that I that I really love. And so we're raising our kids in the faith. Uh, But yeah, I mean, when it comes time for them to to really weigh their decisions and choose, we we present them with the choice. So in my faith, we're baptized at age eight. My daughter, you know, we talked to her about it and said, here's, you know, this is the deal, but you can choose. And granted, eight is not really a, it's not the age where you're going to be like, you're wrong, mom and dad. This is stupid. (laughs) Um, You know, there's a heavy cultural societal pressure within our congregation to conform, right? As there is within any group. Yeah. Uh, That being said, you know, when she's a teenager and, and really, I think testing the boundaries, um, Yeah, if she doesn't want to go to church uh, a couple of weeks, I don't feel like it's worth fighting. I do think I will say you should. And I I think and I'm pretty confident you'll be happier if you do come with us. But, you know, it is ultimately your choice. So
2: Seth, you're such a good dad. uh,
0: Well, uh, we'll see when she comes out as a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm gonna try to be as supportive as i can you know with everything but but oh, I uh but yeah I, I think it's important to have some of these values and i think it's important to be uh t- you know to take a take a stand with some things
2: yeah i love that i think it's important oh. to get the values and morals you can from any religion, that you are like, there's good parts of every religion. So as long as you're out there, just, you know, being good person.
0: Yeah. I think that's the, that's the key. Right. And you know, uh, whether you drink
2: coffee or not, like
0: as long (laughs) as you're. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And if you want to bang a dude, I don't care. (laughs) Is it what I'm going to choose to do? No, no, not. but (laughs) you know, I'll pretend to understand and we'll be fine. (laughs) i love that that's a good outlook yeah
1: Yeah. no i just i just i like your joke the one that i heard um at the world series about you know like what if you don't believe in god why would you be a good person it's like oh sure that one's so so good but it's yeah it's because (laughs) church put those morals in me and i'm like it's i can't remember what the like there's a theory it's like the worst thing that happens if you believe and god doesn't exist is nothing right so you have you should just believe because the upside is so much so it's like yeah i'm still gonna be a good person because if it's like wearing
2: a mask
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it really is
2: it doesn't hurt to wear a mask it just hurts not to yeah so you might as well just wear it
0: i mean it is inconvenient to wear a mask just like it's inconvenient to be good sometimes
2: Yeah. Oh my God. You guys, this is like a lot of good messages. We're getting good messages. We're getting good slogans. We're getting good vibes. This is a good time.
0: This is it. This is is the bread and butter of this podcast. Uh, I love it. You guys are so great. Any other questions or or are you ready to, to get into the plugs?
2: questions i have any other questions for a mormon how many times do you can just yeah. sit down right with, Actually, yeah. with an honest mormon my, person my
1: church youth group we had a like a i don't know if you guys call them pastors or, or preachers or what the term would be but he came and sat down with our youth group he talked about the beliefs and the differences and was
0: super open yeah. and just like anything you want to ask and it was, i have
1: a question yeah
0: yeah oh go for it what
2: did you ever watch um or look at bubble porn
0: bubble porn i don't, I don't even know what you're
1: talking about okay so then probably not it no. was a meme yeah it was a meme that they were like and this is how mormons look at porn and, and it's it was
2: photos of women in their bikinis but it's <laughs> bubbled out all the bikinis are like bubbled out so all <laughs> you see is their naked bodies but you don't see any of their private parts but it alludes that they're like
1: naked, they're naked it's right. convincing enough that your brain That's fills great. in all the pieces yeah
0: no that was not a thing <laughs> That's yeah. That's like uh, was, up. It was just yeah. you took it straight baby. You took it right <laughs> out of the spoon. Um there was just the pure porn. That was it. That was all we had. On dial up internet baby. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. And no no really... bubble porn. I don't remember anything like that
2: wow okay that was a lie yeah
1: you'll have to look it up afterwards but it was a meme <laughs> that's what it was, it was like look it up
2: with your wife too that'll be yeah. like a fun little
0: right. date night Ooh. for you guys nice little foreplay going yeah
2: on. bubble porn makes more right. babies
0: yeah interesting interesting yeah no have not heard of that even that's crazy
2: anything else i want to ask like like dirty questions of you
0: course know? you do of course like the you worst
1: do. the worst sins like how you know, strict he is
2: do did you know a lot of people who did anal before they got married because <laughs> it's technically not sex
0: right the poop hole loophole yep, yeah yep. oh i know that, yep. that's good right i no i didn't know anybody who did that there's also this thing that apparently was very like common which was dipping have you heard of this yes no yes so i think every <laughs> religious person is basically the same and we all think of the same sort of loopholes. Okay. So yeah. Poopole, loophole is this one that's like, well, it's not strictly intercourse. So and yes, it is. Uh the other thing was this thing called I or or soaking. I think they called it soaking. I think that's what it was, yeah. Where where the the male I'll tell
1: you why do this.
0: penetrates the female. There's no pumping. You just you just soak. You're just soaking which is that a is thing did people obscene. do that yeah people apparently now not in my group not in my group okay. I of uh and guess what that's also intercourse so yeah. you've, done it, <laughs> you've done it and um i don't i just don't understand these things where it's like oh that doesn't yeah it counts what about what like blow about? jobs right yeah still that's nope. that, i mean
2: what about giving yourself a hand job
0: Right. So we call that, you know, masturbation or (laughs) self-abuse, self-abuse. Right. Uh, And so it is definitely common. I mean, statistically. Right. What is it like? Ninety nine point nine percent of all teenage boys do that at some point. Definitely happens. um, But it's not encouraged. Right. So it's one of those sins that you should be talking to your bishop about and seeking help to uh Prevent or yeah,
2: not even think those thoughts or stop. Right? We've all well, and you
0: know, in in my faith, it wasn't necessarily don't think those thoughts. It was you know there are certain thoughts we have that we can't control that just happen. There, there's an animalistic nature to all of us that we're trying to overcome. So it wasn't like you're punished for having the thought unless unless you're like seeking the thought, right? But if you're walking down the street or if you're looking at bubble porn, if you have something, you know, that just comes into your head, you're not really judged for a choice you haven't made. You know what I mean? Uh, Or for something that happens that you haven't chosen. I do remember that. That's
1: awesome.
2: I wish the Catholic Church would take that, take a note from that, because literally I remember being in fifth and sixth grade and both years when we did the religious sex ed classes. Yeah, Yeah. They would be like, and if you think the thoughts, here are tools that you can use so that you sure. don't think those thoughts, because those thoughts will send you straight to hell.
0: <laughs> right,
2: and, and, I'm so, like
0: yeah. and I'm like twelve, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I, Girls never have those thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I'm
2: watching like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, I'm not allowed to have
0: thoughts. No, movie. I mean, he was a great swimmer, not that great, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, we had strategy talks as well, but it was about getting the thoughts out. It wasn't about the judgment as having the thought. It was like, here's some straight, you know, sing a hymn to get that thought out of your head or, yeah. you know, go for a run or, uh, you know, read some scriptures. To you know what? You from- it also
2: could have been that. And I just took it in the worst way.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But, it could have uh, actually
2: been that. Now that you're saying, that, I'm like, Maybe that's what they were trying to say. Right,
0: (laughs) right. right. But maybe you had a really strict nun that was just like, no, if you even think that, you're bad, (laughs) which I've heard that too. You know, I've heard that too. There's, there was some terrible like youth lessons that happened in my faith, kind of, you know, colloquially or generally. I never had these lessons, but one lesson was, was one that my sister-in-law had where, the 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 female teacher right comes into young women's class she's teaching a bunch of teenage girls and she has she's made a big deal you know like the week before she's like hey uh you know i'm gonna bring in a very special tea set we're gonna kind of have just a nice tea party next week and we'll talk about some things so she she makes this big to do about it she brings in this tea set on sunday and they are they're you know sitting there talking about scriptures and they're having a fun little tea set right a tea party in in the in the sunday school class and then the teacher drops a teacup and breaks it after explaining like this is an antique set that my grandmother gave me she drops the teacup and breaks it right and then is like that is your virginity
2: i knew it
0: i I felt it it coming and i was like no My, my dad, my dad had a lesson. I mean, and the end of this lesson is like, I can put the cup back together again, but it is never going to be the same. So, you know, it's like, I guess physically, you know, the hymen's broken. That's not the same, but can you be forgiven completely for a sin of premarital sex? Yeah, you can. Right. And, and it's like it spiritually if you truly repent and, or forget, it's like, it never happened physically. There might be some issues, but spiritually, which is what really matters, but that part wasn't hit home to the girls. It was just, you know, that's
1: that's actually the funny thing that you're talking about. That is that the school district where I taught and where I was, where I grew up, basically um, they started teaching second virginity, which is just what you're saying, that if you make a pledge, you can reclaim your virginity. I'm like, in the school, they're teaching that in the school, wow. and that's they were. Amazing. Yeah, I'm like, that's not yeah. allowed. There's a separation that's not occurring. <laughs> but yeah, very not high Mormon population. But nope. you
2: got detention for saying Jesus loves you, no matter what. Like, I mean, there was a
1: lot more to it. Yeah, it was that very was in much science class. Yeah. oh
2: right, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very bad. I just remember because, like, like with one kid, I was like, "Hey, you know, like when you like don't study and you still pass the test." that's God. Wow. And I was just like, sure. Like, I was just like, okay. whatever it took to sell it. And then I would like read like, yeah. um, whatever that love verses from Corinthians. I would like read that when my friends would be like, I don't know if I like this girl or not. I'd be like, well, love is kind, love does right. not boast. Like I would read This is explaining
2: Bible. so much. And this is kind of like a really short side story, but I sold cars after I graduated college in Reno, Nevada. And uh-huh. I was selling a car to this family. This girl was in the back seat during the driver driving test and she was around my age. And then I don't know how it came up, but I said something about, um, oh, she said she grew up in Fernley. And I was like, yep. oh, did you go to Fernley High School? Duh, there's no other high school. Yeah, you went to Fernley right. High School. And I was like, oh, do you know Drew Schaefer? And he she was like, Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. And she she looks at me and she like looks at me, and she goes, down and up, and she goes, I mean, I guess people can change. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, I was like, what does that mean? Wow. This is what it means. <laughs>
0: yeah. <Wow. laughs> yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. thank god interesting
0: well good for you for changing drew
1: i i guess yeah i i was annoying about it that's the thing i wasn't like easygoing he wasn't like a cool
0: a cool religious
2: kid like you You know you're a cool religious kid
0: (laughs) i understand that thank you thank you i understand you know i think i think that's that's uh it's admirable right you're taking a stand and it's like no this is the way that it is this is the way that it is and yep. if it brings you happiness and if you're not you know bringing down other people i guess then great yeah love it i'm
2: but, happy he uh, changed though cuz he's uh, cuz that was that sounded annoying <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i mean people who are who are really into anything can be annoying right yeah. if mm-hmm. if you have a star trek fan in your group and you're like hey kind of, you know spock kind of sucks it's not gonna
1: they're be gonna fun. freak out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're gonna lose and their every mind. Every
2: second they're like, um, did you guys I want to tell you guys about this new Star Trek thing? And you're like, no one here <laughs> right. cares about that. This is not yeah. your audience.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong place, pal. Wrong place. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're in church. Like, yeah. See what I <laughs> did on. there? It all I goes together.
0: That. I love that. That's great. Uh any other questions? Or no? Did we? Did we? You're now converted. And that's it. We've done it. I gave you all the answers.
2: I'm converted. I'm converted. After yep. the the you guys don't punish people for having sexual thoughts.
0: I, <laughs> right now, if you that, act on them, then you're getting punished.
2: Right, right, right.
1: But, but we we don't.
2: We right. only have sex when we or we're only going to have sex when we decide to procreate. Otherwise, we both haven't even.
0: Sure. You know what's funny about that is there are people. Oh, did we lose you? <laughs> uh, so what's funny about that is that there are definitely couples that that believe that wholeheartedly that you can't have sex without
3: in the Mormon Church.
0: Conceiving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a widely. I I should That's say how this. I was that is. Too. That is not a widely held belief, but I have heard of people going in and confessing to their bishop about having sex and not conceiving. I've also Ooh, heard that's... about people having sex, couples having sex and not getting all the way naked. So I,
2: um, that's a, Okay. That's some not, handma- that's some handmaid's yeah. tale shit right there. That <laughs> yeah, is
0: not not widely yeah. held. Okay. I should say those are very, very crazy extreme views <laughs> that are not held or taught you guys get naked? at all. Oh, yeah. Every chance we get, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on. Just the way God made us.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's how you have to be in order to procreate is be naked. Like you yeah. came in the world naked. You have yes. to procreate naked. It's a yes. only good way yeah. to bring
0: people into the world. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder sometimes if heaven's just going to be a big nudist colony. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Maybe we'll all be in our purest form. That'll be my hell. That will be my <laughs> hell. <laughs>
0: Well, I I sincerely believe the afterlife is gonna be one where everyone is most comfortable. So maybe there will be a never nude portion of heaven just for people like you, Drew. I hope so. I really do.
2: I hope that if there is a heaven that my boobs hang to the floor. And I hope and I hope that I can like, yeah, why not? Let the titties fly, you know. I hope that they're my wings.
0: Sure. You want to fly backwards? I never quite understood.
2: Just like on my back, I'll uh, fly like laying, like basically
0: oh, I, I, I a lay down. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I lay down and then my
2: titties are just like. Sure. And I'm just like. Yeah. Like this is an angel. Can you imagine get like, Both hands.
0: <laughs> oh my God. It's beautiful. I mean, there's a painting waiting to be done of that.
2: Oh my god, I would love that so that's much.
0: So Just, Just a like nice mantelpiece painting.
2: And what makes yeah. it better is that I am six feet tall, like six one. So my boobs would have to be a solid like at least five feet.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, or at least
2: four feet, you know.
0: Yeah. Right. Four
2: foot right. long. Anyways, this was so much fun. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Guys,
0: I, it's been so good to get to talk to you. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Anything you want to plug before we say the formal goodbyes? Anything you guys got going on?
2: Well, first off, thanks so much for having us. I was—I've been looking forward to be on this podcast since you told me about it back in 2019. So, oh my
0: gosh, I know so long ago. <laughs> um,
2: but thank you for having us on. Uh, for me, just my Instagram, Aurora Sing, Aurora like the Disney princess, sing like every Punjab you've ever met, and. <laughs> <laughs> i post my upcoming shows on there i post daily funny videos and content so if you want to like laugh a lot that's pretty much where you would find everything um drew and i are working on like a new project so that's where we put out the new uh, the announcement yeah. of when that's going to start um Fun. and then my tiktok is aurora Sing with a one at the end because some bitch took aurora and. She just made a ghost account. No followers, no posts, nothing.
0: Can we get you to replace Lily Singh? Could that happen? (laughs) I would be fine with it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's just put that out in the universe. That Aurora Sing is fine. Very little would have to change about the show other than the (laughs) ratings, which would improve. So
2: (laughs) I'm I'm for it. Um yeah, uh Instagram Aurora Sing. I'm Aurora Sing on everything. You can find me on YouTube. I have a a YouTube channel that's Aurora Sing, but it's called Health Actually. And it's basically about me being a fat girl living my best
0: healthy life. So for you. Oh, that's so fun. That's great. That's beautiful. Nice. all right drew uh, where can people find you what do you got uh, going on
1: yeah so instagram and tiktok are the two that i'm trying to take off on and i'm at drew schaefer comedy at, on both of those and yeah
2: also daily funny content on both of those yeah. platforms so we're
1: just we're trying we're posting whatever we can find and all of our silly
2: videos Also, i just bought this new little uh, mini microphone
0: oh that's so fun that's popped up in some of your videos already
2: yeah so i'm gonna be um slowly posting maybe some like at home stand-up
0: nice that's great, <laughs> be great. that's great yeah. but we'll be on the lookout for that yes and definitely. you guys are in sacramento is yes. that right yes. sacramento, so, California. so sacramento opening up soon i mean are you guys going to be back at the punchline up there or where, where are you guys going to be
1: yeah, so I yeah. have a I have a show in at the uh, Laughs Unlimited comedy club at the end of oh, April. It's a showcase yeah. show, so it's it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, sometime near the end of April. And, Same.
2: Yeah, yeah. Great. And laughs and laughs Unlimited is a local comedy club in Sacramento, and they've been pretty much open throughout the entire pandemic and have adapted. Really, really well. They do a silent comedy show, so it's outdoors and everyone gets headphones, and you can just wow. hear the comedian talking. So it's like a silent disco, but a comedy show.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. amazing.
2: Yeah. So if if you're listening and you want to come to Sacramento and watch a comedy show, definitely support Laughs Unlimited because they are she the owner of that club has been working so hard to keep comedians in
0: business, and it's like yeah,
2: just a godsend. So yeah. we're very thankful that's for that club. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Well, I love it. You guys are two wonderful people, very talented comics. Thank, Thank you. you so much for taking the time to talk to me tonight.
2: Thanks, Thanks for Seth. having
0: us. Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys take care. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you both very soon in real life.
2: <gasps> Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, you guys have a good one. All right. You, you too. too.
2: Bye.